When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Saturday, guys. Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. Chances are, if you have mortgage insurance, you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful it is trying to buy a house right now. I mean, if you've attempted this process in Colorado, the housing market out here, it's crazy. And that's why you should let my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier, help you throughout this process. They're just going to alleviate so much stress. They're going to take some of that worry off your plate. Their ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to get their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind, with the highest level of integrity, always striving to put their borrowers first. They are CSU alum. They are DNVR members. They work nights. They work weekends. They do what it takes to make sure you will get the best loan for your situation. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or just go to dnvrmortgage.com. And again, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Uh, it, it's late Saturday night when I'm recording this. Kind of in a weird mood, you know, not even going to lie. It's just kind of in an odd situation. Obviously stoked to have CSU men's basketball ranked in the top 25. Really disappointed that they are currently on a COVID pause it's just an unfortunate situation. It's just like, you know, just as soon as CSU fans start to feel good about something, it's like the universe has to correct itself and, you know, give everybody a smack in the face of reality, a little sense of, I don't know, humbleness or something. Maybe we were getting a little too, a little too hyped, feeling a little too good about ourselves and the universe kind of threw this wrench in. Um, first and foremost, want to say that I hope that everybody within the men's program and the women's program, actually both on pause right now, Hope everyone is safe and okay. That's obviously the biggest priority. Um, I, I also, let's just get this out of the way. You know, there, there's going to be some just banter, I guess, from opposing fans. I didn't really see it from Tulsa fans. But, you know, we now that CSU's lost the Alabama game as well, you know, there have kind of been some Crimson Tide fans chirping in that, you know, the Rams were scared to face real competition or something like that. And that's just asinine. I mean, the, the Crimson Tide are for real. If you've listened to this podcast for two years, you know, I've thought that Nate Oates' team is, is a legitimate contender. I mean, they, they are ferocious on offense. They play with an absurd pace. They just run people off the floor. And, and it's highly aggressive basketball. It's exciting basketball, you know, aggressive defense, a lot of three-point shooting, you know, a lot of dunks and layups, almost no mid-range game when it comes to Alabama's offense. But they're a really good team. They are definitely the best team CSU would have faced in non-conference play. Probably the best team that CSU, 
you know, would have had a chance to, to face before the NCAA tournament, assuming that it happens and, and they get to play and, and all of that. I'm not even going to begin to think like it may not happen. I think it's probably in the back of everyone's mind. You know, it, it would just be gut-wrenching, but we're going to try and think positive and, and put positive thoughts into the universe and assume that, you know, it, it will happen, even if it's delayed. You know, just at some point this spring, we'll get that that glorious moment where CSU gets to, to participate in the big dance. But before that, this was clearly one of the most exciting games on the schedule. I mean, CSU fans were stoked. CSU coaches and players were stoked. There was nothing to lose in this in this position. I mean, the Rams, they're already a top 25 team. They already have quality wins over a pair of teams that reached the Sweet 16, albeit I know that Oral Roberts is not exactly the same group. They do seem to be heating up a little bit with Max Azemus, you know, starting to kind of live up to the, the offensive hype, at least that all of us expected them to be able to do this year. But, you know, CSU, they, they have quality wins on their resume. They already have another SEC win, obviously, having beaten SEC or, uh, excuse me, having beaten Mississippi State out in, in Fort Worth. So at this point, CSU is, is incredibly proven against quality opponents. I mean, they, they beat down Creighton, and, and that win is, is just looking better and better. Creighton picked up a big-time win this morning. Uh, the Blue Jays are for real. I mean, they're going to be a tournament team when it's all said and done. And the fact that the Rams laid the smackdown on them, that was a statement already. Then they pick up that win over Mississippi State. You know, St. Mary's in between there at home. Not quite the same you know level, but still a great win against a quality team at home. And, and now they were going to have that opportunity to, to keep it rolling and, and stay undefeated. You know, they played Tulsa. That game didn't happen, or they were supposed to play Tulsa, I guess I should say. And then, you know, the, the highlight game was Bama. But to imply that this CSU team is is scared is just, it's silly. And I know that's just online banter. So the fact that I'm even, you know, talking about it is probably not worth my breath. But I don't know. I just, I had to roll my eyes because knowing these coaches and knowing these players just thinking like, oh, they wouldn't, they would try and duck someone. Get out of here. Get the hell out of here. It's just not happening. The Rams want all the smoke all the time. They want to play anybody and everybody. One, because they're good enough to, but they're just, they're level-headed, you know? So they, they, they certainly would not have been scared of Alabama. Like, like they haven't gone into hostile environments before. I mean, they, they opened their career, you know, a lot of these guys, at least the juniors, against Duke at, at Cameron Indoor. To play a neutral site game against Bama, that'd be fine. And let's be real, like Bama's support for basketball is there right now, but it's it's not like going into Brian Denny. Anyways, all of their all of their chatter is you should just ignore it. I just felt like I, I wanted to rant for a couple of minutes, and I'm sure all of you did the same. You know, to your friends and loved ones, they're like, "Shut up!" You know, we don't want to. We don't care. Well, I care, and I know that you guys do as well. Um, but the, the, the bigger question I think a lot of people have now that CSU isn't getting this opportunity against Alabama, and then, you know, obviously they lose the Tulsa game as well, is, is this going to hurt their resume, you know, come selection Sunday time? And to that, I, I don't really think so. I mean, I guess we'll have to see what happens with the AP poll. I, I, don't, I don't foresee them dropping out or anything like that. But again, you know, with the resume that they already have, they're one of the very few undefeated teams left in the country at this point. So they're they're sitting pretty more or less. I mean, it, it would have helped to pick up a quad one game against Alabama and it would have helped to beat Tulsa, but 
The thing about that Tulsa game is, you know, it was going to do very little to improve your national status. I talked about that for, you know, close to 10 minutes a couple of days ago. You know, it doesn't really do much to, to help you. It had the possibility of wrecking the Rams if they somehow lost that one on a neutral court. You know, it, it would have really hurt the prestige that they had established with their hot start. Losing the Bama game, it sucks that you lose that quad one game. It sucks that you have that opportunity to go up against a top 10 team because, I mean, if you hang against them, obviously it completely it completely validates the hype and, you know, the respect that you've earned. It's not even hype because it's earned at this point. You know, it, it validates all of that. But even, even if you hang, you know, it's going to do the same thing. And if you lose, it's not that big of a deal because it's a it's a neutral site game against a top 10 team. And I say neutral with air quotes because it's in Birmingham. So it's basically a road game against a top 10 team. Losing that game wouldn't have kept them out. But I also think at this point, CSU has done more than enough to, you know, establish their resume. That that Mississippi State game is now a quad one game. We'll see what happens with some of these other matchups. But they have plenty of time to pick up more quality wins. I mean, the Mountain West looks awesome. Wyoming looks really deep. Their net metrics are phenomenal. And you get two games against them. Obviously, a pair against San Diego State and Utah State. Those are all going to be, you know, quad one, quad two games quad three at worst if, if Utah State plummets or Wyoming plummets or something like that. But, you know, San Diego State and Utah State especially, those are going to be probably great quad two opportunities with the potential for them to even be quad one, depending on kind of what all happens. So, like, at, at this point, you know, CSU has has plenty of room to pick up more quality wins. They win the Mountain West. That's obviously going to help their cause. They have the Mountain West tournament as well. But it's not like last year. I mean, the, the big problem last year was they lost all of those quality non-conference games on their COVID pause. Yes, you lose the Bama game, you lose the Tulsa game this year, but it's not like they also lost Mississippi State, St. Mary's, and Creighton, which was basically the case last year when they lost, you know, three Pac-12 games. So while they were awesome in Mountain West play and picked up the most Mountain West wins in, in program history, they just they didn't have enough on their resume outside of the Mountain West I still think that there is a a firm argument that they deserve to get in more than a couple of those fringe teams. You know, Syracuse comes to mind just off the top of my head. I I felt like CSU's resume was better than Wichita State's as well, but they they just kind of got screwed by a couple of weird teams. You know, Oregon State winning the Pac-12 title, for instance, and uh, the Big East as well. It was was just a a weird situation. Georgetown, sorry, I couldn't, couldn't remember who won that one, but... Just a, a weird situation last year. It shouldn't be that case this year. You, you can't predict the future. Something weird could happen in Mountain West play. The Rams could just completely plummet and, you know, not even be a factor. And that's all possible. It'd be shocking given the talent and the, the build of this team, the composure, the way they played at this point. We have a, a very large sample size and, and, you know, can be pretty confident in saying that this team is going to contend in conference play. But you, know, you do have to recognize that weird, weird shit could happen, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm way off, you know, on a tangent now, but long-winded point through all of this is that I don't expect losing these two games to really hurt the Rams in terms of their national respect, their reputation, all that much, and I definitely don't expect it to cost them come tournament time. You know, I don't have a crystal ball or anything, but the Rams at this point, they have proven that there are not 25 better teams than them in the country. I mean, people that watch college basketball on a regular basis, it's not even a debate. The only people that are that are going to debate it are, you know, like rival fans, CU fans. They might throw some shade, Wyoming fans, all that. 
or just people that aren't paying attention, people that aren't watching Mountain West, people that you know only watch you know the Dukes and, and the Villanovas and Gonzagas of the world. That probably wasn't the best example because those aren't the biggest schools, but basketball wise, you know, those are kind of the the cream of the the crop at this point. Um, anyways, I'm gonna move on at this point because I am rambling. But you know, hope everybody on the men's team is okay. Hope everybody on the women's team is okay. Both of these teams are awesome. Both should make a lot of noise come Mountain West time. Word. All right. We have we have talked about hoops here for the first 12 minutes or so. I want to shift gears and talk about football because there's a lot happening. You know, over the next couple of days, we're really going to dive into the transfer portal stuff. Uh, the Mountain West off to a hot start, 2-0 in bowl games. Not exactly the most prestigious bowl games in the world, but going to talk about them in just a second, and then we'll start to get into some of that transfer portal talk as well. Uh, but I want to shout out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, they have an awesome offer. New customers who bet just $1 on any NFL game can win $100 in free bets if any team scores a point. I mean, it's it's really an, an awesome opportunity to, to get that bankroll rolling, especially if you're a new customer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet just $1 on any NFL team to score. Win 100 if they do. If they score, you score only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Current customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets uh, from the same game. The more legs you add, the bigger the payout is. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR. And again, bet $1 on any NFL team team score they do you're going to win 100 in free bets must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions to apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 i also want to shout out our friends over at manscaped guys it is the holiday season and if you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer hit up our friends over at manscaped they are the leader in men's below the waist grooming they have served more than 4 million men wor- uh, worldwide. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. You can get 20% off plus free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and you use the code DNBR. Ho, 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 fellas, now you're nice. It is the season to perform. Manscaped's best-selling product, the Performance Package 4.0. It's going to be the, at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you are going to find the lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. You're going to find the Weed Whacker, which is for your ears and nose. And we don't want to forget about their famous liquid formulations, including the Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant. And they have the Crop Reviver, which is a ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. I love Manscaped's body wash and shampoo uh, conditioner. They are phenomenal. It's got like a real earthy smell. They really are a one-stop shop. They've got a great travel bag, comfy boxers, t-shirts. They really do do it all. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping when you use that code DNVR. Cool. Got to love all of our partners and you've got to love bowl season. I, it's been a, been a long stretch now with, without the Rams being in the postseason, And that's super unfortunate. I actually, I and on Facebook the other day, I got some, some memories from the 2017 New Mexico bowl. And while that, that game obviously was super frustrating, the, the bowl experience as a whole at that New Mexico bowl is is one of my favorite memories of, of working in student media, especially because I got to go out there with my buddy Colin Bernard. He used to write for the Collegian and then worked for the Loveland Reporter Herald as well for a while. Now currently out of the industry, but 
I don't know. It was, just, it was just such a fun time. I mean, they they welcomed everybody in. The food in Albuquerque is great. They really lean into it. I mean, the the trophy is really cool. Obviously, it's it's handmade every single year and painted, and it's just it's got some uniqueness to it. You know, it's it's to me a much better experience than you know going to the Arizona Bowl or something. And and that that's you know not even getting into the barstool stuff or anything like that i just think it's a it's a better experience altogether it's in a cooler community it's more unique and while the game isn't always great like it wasn't for csu in 2017 sometimes it is like it was in 2013 like it was in 2008 and it was a really fun game today with uh, utep and fresno state jake hayner played for fresno state that was one thing i was a little bit worried about i i probably would have backed the Bulldogs to win this pretty big. So I'm glad I, I didn't have that opportunity. The universe kind of saved me from myself on this one. I just had a I had a couple of reservations, I guess. You know, I, I was a little bit worried about whether Hayner was going to play or not after, you know, flirting with the transfer portal. It wouldn't have been shocking if, you know, they had already prepped somebody else or something at that point and they, they decided to go with the backup. Because he comes back, I think you have to play him. I mean, he's one of the most electric quarterbacks in the country. He was pretty good in this one. Uh, fun to watch, definitely. This game in general is fun. Fresno pulled it out 31-24. to 24. And the other thing I was a little bit worried about was, you know, this was a big deal for, for UTEP. They don't have very much history, you know, positive history. And this was an opportunity for them to pick up a bull win in Albuquerque. So there was, you know, a lot of people that came over from El Paso. It, it would have been a really cool moment for them. And I'm always a little bit worried of teams in those situations, you know, where they're they have a lot to play for, a lot of, you know, community pride on the line. Whereas Fresno State, you know, they're kind of hoping to do bigger and better things this year. They just lost their head coach and a couple of other coaches to Washington. Would have been easy, you know, for them to, to come out and just kind of lay an egg. But Hayner, 26-41 for 286, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, Mims had 29 carries for 165 yards, two touchdowns. He was great. Jalen Cropper, nine catches for 72 yards. Fresno State... They have a ton of skill at the playmaker at the uh, well. They have a lot of skill at the skill positions. They have a lot of playmakers at the skill positions. I guess would be a better way to phrase it. And UTEP, they just they couldn't get enough stops. I mean, it was a competitive game. It was fun to watch, but Fresno State, you know, they pulled it out in the end. Really, both defenses, I guess, tightened up in the second half. With you know, there's only. 12 points by the Bulldogs and, and seven by UTEP. It felt like more than that, but most of that scoring came the first and second quarter. Anyway, it's just a, a fun game. Nice to see the Bulldogs get the win after losing their coach. That's always such a crappy situation. I'll, I'll never forget the Las Vegas Bowl and just how dejected everybody inside that program was after Jim McElwain left for Florida. Really, I mean, that one, that one was especially harsh just with the way that that season ended. I mean, you have a, a brutal loss to Air Force in, in the season finale. And instead of, you know, capping off the 11 in one year, you go 10 and two. Still really impressive. But just the way you lose that one, it was really winnable. And then you lose on a really questionable call by McElwain. He dips for Florida after the whole public courtship and the, you know, media circus. And to this day, I still feel like it was kind of classless the way Florida handled that. I mean, I get that it's a business and, you know, you flex, you do what you got to do to get your guy They're They're not going to care about how it impacts CSU or, or anything like that. I just, I felt like they kind of came into Fort Collins, 
excuse my language on this one, please, but, you know, like swinging their dicks and just, I don't know. It, I just, I didn't like the way it was handled. I felt like it could have been uh, a lot more private, but it wasn't. They come in with their AD, you know, guns a blazing. The whole thing's public. Matt Stevens is out, you know, camping on the lawn. It was just a, a crazy, crazy time. And then, you know, it just really impacted the team negatively. The focus wasn't there heading into bowl week. It, it definitely wasn't there, at, you know, in Vegas. You know, guys were just basically out there having fun. Rams absolutely get their teeth kicked in by Utah. Just beat their ass, man. Like on national TV, McElwain does an interview at halftime. It was it was a brutal experience altogether. So I'm glad that didn't happen to Fresno State. Obviously, they weren't going up against a quality team like Utah. But, I mean, that UTEP team, they could play a little bit. I just, I thought it was nice to see Fresno State pull it out. You know, I'm I'm a Mountain West guy, for better or for worse at this point. There are plenty of things that I can complain about, that I can nitpick with this league. But it's it's like when we do it, you know, it's our league. We're allowed to take shots at the Mountain West. When outsiders do it, that's crossing the line. That's like your, bro- you know, your brother. I can bully my brother. If you bully my brother, I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, it's just, it's, it's like that. I'm not going to punch you over the Mountain West. But you get it. Uh, Utah State also won my DraftKings pick of the week last week, so I hope you guys were listening. They were seven-point underdogs against Oregon State. I took the points. I also took Utah State money line at plus 240. That one paid off big time. The Aggies end up winning this one 24-13. They tried to give it away. I mean, Oregon State's offense is just, it's tough. You know, all season they had that strong running game, but and it just... It just wasn't, it wasn't there, you know, the Aggies, they kind of punched him in the mouth. And, you know, I've seen some people tweet about the Mountain West and, you know, how do they keep having success against the Pac-12? You know, CSU, not really so much against CU, but everyone else, they seem to do fine. San Diego State, they they whoop up on the the Pac-12 on a yearly basis. We saw Fresno State nearly take down Oregon on the road. We did see them go into the Rose Bowl and beat UCLA. And then in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, which is somehow the best bowl you can get with the Mountain West Bull ties. And, and that's no shot at him or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, it's the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, not exactly the Rose Bowl. But Utah State, they pull it out. Uh, they win me some money on that one. Nice to see. Nice to see the Aggies, you know, get the big win. That was a, a team that literally quit on the season a year before. And, they come back, win the conference, win their bowl game, win 11 games in year one under Blake Anderson. I know there's kind of some reports coming out of Logan that, you know, he said some not so great things uh, regarding sexual assault. We'll kind of have to monitor that moving forward. But as, as far as the, the football product went, they were really, really impressive this year. And then they capped it off in a major way with this, with this win. I mean, they had a quarterback come in and – throw a, a touchdown on his first career attempt and it was a bomb to Utah State, Fresno State. When you look at these teams, they're just their ability to stretch the field. And I think that's what's so exciting if you're a CSU fan. They're finally going to have an offense that, you know, should be able to move the ball a little bit. You know, you take advantage of your playmakers. You have a guy like Dante Wright. Now you've brought in Tory Horton. You know, do what Fresno State does to create advantageous matchups for Devin Tompkins. Stretch the field. You know, Use your talent. I just, I don't know, as a as a CSU guy, I just felt like watching these offenses today couldn't help but but be excited for the future because I just think offense, you, you got to be able to score, especially in this league. You do have to be physical, and, you know, I mean, 
both those teams could definitely score and they couldn't stop anybody. So obviously there's a big defensive component as well. But just with the way that we watched the Rams this year and their inability to score points at the most important times, it's just not fun to watch. It just isn't. So I'm, I'm encouraged. I know a lot of you guys are as well. Looking forward to talking about it, you know, in the, in the coming months and stuff. And as we approach the season, um, I, I was going to start to dive into the transfer portal stuff, but I think I'm going to save that because I can do, you know, 20 minutes just on that. So I'll probably just do it. Another full podcast on it, but thank you to everybody that listens to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We're back with more content throughout the holiday week. I am going to be out of town, so it's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit limited on the content side, especially, you know, social media stuff. Not going to be quite as many graphics or tweets or anything like that just because I am going to be occupied with family stuff. But, you know, up until Christmas, we'll definitely still have some content. And then after the holiday as well, hopefully... You know, fingers crossed, CSU gets to play New Mexico on the 28th in the pit. We'll see how that one works out. Um, but yeah, lots, lots of exciting stuff, even through the, the limited frustration we've had to experience over the last couple of days with this COVID outbreak. Um, you know, keep, keep the team in your thoughts. Hopefully they are okay. And I uh, hope everybody stays safe out there, stays warm. Again, much love for listening to the podcast. Peace.